Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. I believe that is what's uh, purposed in the church, but it becomes altogether just nothing but a beautiful ceremony if we do not seek ye first the kingdom of God. And man, we love when, we, when God is anointing singers and we love when the MC is saying everything just right on point and when everything is going just right. Uh, but what is to happen when the miracles stop? When the signs and the wonders were to just fall off or maybe it might seem that God just somehow holds his hands of the blessings that he's just so generously pouring out on us. I wonder when all of the smoke clears, can we really stand? Can you make it when the revival services aren't every day? Can you make it when the uh, evangelist hooks up to his camper and pulls out? I believe that we are spending more time seeking his hands than we are his face. We are are more content or more content with the blessings than we are the blesser. We're more fascinated by the miracles than we are the miracle worker. We're more interested by the shout than we are the reason that we have come to shout about. I don't want to be misunderstood by any means. Please don't do that. I love all of that. But I believe too many times we come in and we just go through the motions. And we don't even realize that we come into the presence of God. And we sit here for a few few moments and just a few songs. And then we leave the same way that we came without even touching the face of God. We miss the very reason for the things that we do, what we do. I mean, God is a God of revelation. He's a God of revelation. For we must know Him, we must have a revelation of who He is. God must reveal Himself to us. You see, God, He's the same yesterday and today and forever. He's not going to get any bigger. and He's not going to get any smaller. He's not going to move in just a more mighty way than He would like to move because God is constant. God is permanent. He's, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But what seems to happen too many times is we put labels on God thinking we know who God is. So many know Him in different ways. Some know him as a miracle worker. That's great. Some know him as a healer. Some know him as a savior. Or some know him as the prince of peace. Some might know him as the comforter or the Holy Ghost. And that's well. But that's not who God is. That's the attributes of God. Do you know who he is? Not just the things of God, but who he is. Until we get the spirit of revelation, you will only know him by his attributes. Man, what God reveals himself to you. God is wanting a closer relationship with you. However, we are content in chasing his attributes. Please don't think that I'm saying that you don't have a knowledge of God. Because everybody here has an understanding to an extent of God. I believe everyone who knows God to an extent, but we must have 
we must have the spirit of revelation of who he is. I mean, God is everything. He must be the only thing that drives us. I know a lot of people that will come into the house of God excited about seeing what God is going to do. Let me see who God's going to touch tonight. And that's wonderful and that's good. But I wonder tonight, if has anybody come just to experience God? Just to get next to Him and say, God, this is me. This is all of me. God, I want all of you. I don't care if you bless me anymore. I don't care if anybody else is, is giving anything great. Lord, I've come to experience you tonight. Show me who you are. When the music is just right, I can feel him. Shallow relationship. Shallow revelation. You cannot learn God in a book. God is a self-revealing God. And he will reveal himself to you if you desire more of him. Man, but God can only give us revelation to which we can handle. He told the disciples, he said, there's so much more I want to give to you, but you can't handle it just yet. But when the Spirit comes, all these things that I've said unto you is going to come unto your recollection, and you're going to understand some things, and the revelation of who I am is going to come to pass. We quote so many times that uh, I have not seen and ears not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God desires for him. But the very next verse says, God hath revealed himself to us through his spirit. That's why it's so odd for me to realize when somebody doesn't have the spirit of God working on the inside of them to tell me that they know God. They can know the attributes of God, but unless the Spirit reveals to you who He is, there's no way you are being revealed who He is. Mm -hmm. That's why it makes no sense when somebody says, I understand Him and I don't have the Holy Ghost. It requires of God to take us to a take for God to take diminutive steps to allow us to catch up with who He is. God is the total, the complete wisdom, knowledge, and truth, and the power. But we are so minute. So it takes Him stepping down on our level to reveal Himself to us so that we can understand Him. Don't think that you can learn Him just by studying the attributes of Him. But you must be revealed by God who He is. Now there is a response that comes to a divine revelation. That is the response that's called worship. When you understand who He is, that releases you to worship. I'm not talking about praise. Praise can be done from long distance. God, you're good. God, you're holy. You're wonderful, God. Hooray, hooray. God, you're great. But worship, you can't worship Him in spirit and in truth unless God has revealed Himself to you. But once you've been revealed, we are required to worship. 
Praise declares what he is, but worship declares your concept of him, your love for him, his love for you. It's a two-way street. God, I love you. He'll say, I love you. God, I need you. I need you too. It is a communication between me and him. It's a, it's a, holy, uh, a holy concept between me and him that I can get only if I attain true worship and revelation of who he is. There are two reasons for revelation. One is so that it can release worship. So that we can worship him the way that he deserves to be worshipped. The second is through the worship that God is released to become what he already is. Don't think that God is limited by his capacity to how great he can be because of our praise and worship that we give him. God is ever constant. He's not going to get any bigger or smaller. So whether or not you worship him limits God what he can do through you. We must have a spirit of revelation. Revelation precedes worship. For you cannot worship that which you do not know. I've seen some praise him but have no clear revelation of who he is. But in order to worship him, you must have him, uh, you must have to have him reveal himself to you. I mean, you can praise him long distance. So enter into his courts with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth the door to all generation. Praise. Anybody can praise. You don't need God's presence to praise. But you've got to be within the realm. You have to be within the capacity of where God is if you are going to worship Him. He's the I am that I am. He said, this is my name forever. If you get into a great worship service and it doesn't alter your response and it doesn't change you only as a prophet. And John 4, read it to you. I don't have all mine marked either, brother. Man, I guess call me sloppy. But John 4 and verse 21. Well, let's go to verse 19 first. It says, And the woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Wow. Jesus, I believe you're a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. This lady had such a shallow understanding of who God was because she was outside of the covenant. But she still worshipped in this mountain. But Jesus, after he told her all that she had done and revealed himself to her, he starts to give her revelation knowledge. Listen to what Jesus says. He said, woman... Believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not. Is it possible for us to have an experience or a divine spirit of worship without God revealing himself to us? You might have what you think is worship. You might have what you perceive to be as worship. 
It might be what your mother and your father taught you. It might be what, what the religion that you grew up in has taught you. But until you experience the Messiah, there's no way you can worship him for who he was. Because this woman apparently had been worshiping, but she didn't even know what she was. Worshiping. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saying to him, I know that the Messiah cometh. She's going to impress God with her opinion here. With her knowledge. This is what I know. There's going to be one coming, a Messiah coming, and which is called Christ. And when he has come, he'll tell us all things. Sounds like a pretty safe answer. But watch how God starts to reveal himself to her. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. I that speak unto thee am he. So many times we come into the house of God and we, we have God trying to reveal himself to us but we just turn right around and walk out the doors because we don't want to experience the closeness of God because what happens when we become close to him he brings us to the floor of honesty and she had to, he had to tell her all that she had done all of her mistakes all of the men that she had shacked up with And a lot of times we don't want to be discovered. We don't want to be called out. So we're content with just leaving the way we came. Phrasing just a little bit. No worship. No revelation. No divine impartation of who he is. But at this moment he released the woman to enter into worship. You said, did she worship? Yes, she worshiped. How do you, how do you know that she worshiped? It says that she left her water pot. You see, before he was telling her about a well that she could draw water from and never thirst again. What did she need the water pot for? She had got the well. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. You see, her water pot was all that it took for her to live. She had to make her way down and, and refresh herself and refresh her animals all from this well that had been dug many years ago. But Jesus said, give me water. Yeah. She felt unworthy. So he said, I have water that if you'll drink of me, you'll never thirst again. Revelation. What happened? She left there. She went to her city. She said, there's a man. Told me all that I had done. Is he not the Christ? You know what they did? Ain't it funny how revelation happens? They took and they said, we're going to go find this man, Jesus. So they left and went and found Jesus. And after a while, they traded in her revelation for their own. And they said, this guy is the Christ. You can exalt. You can't exalt what you don't know. You can't magnify what you don't see. You can't love that which is unrevealed unto you. True worship requires God's presence. You cannot worship him long distance. Worship is an interaction between two parties. Amen. Praise is, uh, is good. Praise is great. Lord, you're holy. But when you get into the, uh, the proximity or proximity of the Savior, you're everything to me, God. It changes. Your personality is changed. There was a devout man. There was a blesser of God. 
that, that loved the, uh, the attributes of God. And he was promised that one day he would get to see the face of God. His name was Simeon. It said that the Holy Ghost revealed unto him and drove him to a temple where Mary just happened to be. Revelation of who he was. I can only imagine Simeon as he walked in and saw this little baby that Mary was holding and saying, my God, this is, this is uh, what was promised to me so many years ago. That that I've been searching for is right in front of me. God finally revealed himself to In order for you to ever cradle God, and in order for you to ever hold him close to your bosom, you must first recognize that he is in the house. You got to understand that he is here. I've heard it said that uh, we're going to do, we're going to have church even if God doesn't show up. But where two or three are gathered together in my name, we don't have to wait on God. We don't have to wait on Him to show up because He's already here. Whether or not you feel Him is unconstitutional to the exact coordinates of my God, He is here and He is in this place only if you'll just receive the revelation that He's here. He said, I can die now. Says that he blessed God. Worship. Come right after the revelation of who he was. Mm. He picked up the baby and he kissed him. He was able to embrace him. Mm. After revelation, he worshiped him because he said, now I can die. His word was true. You better not die before you get a hold of him. Worship requires God's presence. When the wise man came to worship him, you'll be very hard-pressed, very hard-pressed to find where they worshiped him on the way. Said they rejoiced when they seen the star. But it wasn't until they got in the presence of the baby that they were able to worship him. Why was it that they even know he was There was a Gentile king. They said that he was going to be marked by a star. The ones that come to worship him, they weren't Jews. They were Gentiles too. Yeah, they were. How did they know who he was? It always baffled me that, uh, that he was going to be revealed by a star because a lot of times the Jews, they were, uh, they, they, God had spoke to them through angels. All the time they saw angels, saw fire, clouds of smoke, a star. But you see, the Gentiles were stargazers. They were studying the stars. That's, that, that is what piqued their interest. That's what, that's what got them going. But you see, the Jews, they were talked to and they were conversant with angels because that's how they had been conversant. God spoke to them through angels because they had been conversant through angels. He'll speak to you and he'll reveal unto you himself in the way in which he speaks to you. He might not speak to you the same way that he speaks to me. But however you're familiar with him, he wants to reveal himself to you. Worship couldn't start until they got in the proximity of the baby. Worship has to be in the proximity of him. If not, it's not worship. 
It's just praise. When they worshipped him, they allowed him to become king. King of the Jews. But after they worshipped him, they released him to become king to him. They were worshipping him prophetically. Because he would soon be the answer to the Gentiles. Revelation. What you see is what you get. Why didn't Herod worship Jesus? He saw Jesus as a threat. Let me make a statement here. Hold on to your seat. However you perceive him is what you are. In whichever way you perceive him, that is a reflection in who you are. The Pharisees, they labeled him as a devil. They said, you cast out devils in the name of the devil. They said, you're a wine-bibber. You're a glutton. They call him all kinds of names. But it wasn't because that's who God was. That's who they perceived because that is a reflection of who they were. I'm trying to hurry, but I don't want to go too fast. Some saw Jesus as a rebel. Some saw him as just a troublemaker, as a disruptor. They saw him as, as all these things that didn't line up because it wasn't what they had perceived him to be in the past. It wasn't convenient for them. Jesus said, be careful in how you hear because it's a, re, a, a direct revelation into who and what you are. He wasn't the devil, they were. He wasn't a liar, they were. Their blindness and their prejudice restricted him. Why was it that when he went to Nazareth, that he could only heal a few? Because they only perceived him to be the carpenter's son. They only perceived him to be the son of Mary. Who is your mother again? Weren't you the guy that was down there cutting on that piece of lumber? Who do you think you are? They limited God. God can do anything but what you allow Him not to do in your life. You want to bind the hands of God in your life? Refuse to accept who He is. Some saw him just as a free meal, Bishop. That's all they could see, just a free meal. Just a touch. Just the goosebumps. Just the Holy Ghost. Just the baptism. That's all they could see him as. Our concept of Christ becomes chains or channels. They become restrictions or releases in how we perceive God. Thomas great disciple he gets such a bad rap because we call him doubting Thomas because he doubted God one time thank God the Bible wasn't in our time Lord have mercy I don't even want to read the stories about me 
But Thomas, he was faithful. Thomas saw Jesus walk on the water. Thomas saw him break the bread and break the fishes. He took up the remnant. He watched uh, Jesus cast out devils. Not only that, but he cast out devils himself. Can you have a divine spiritual moving of God through you and you still not have the full concept of who he is? The disciples came to him and say, Thomas, we've seen him. We've seen him. He's alive. Thomas said, nope. I don't believe it. Unbelief. Unbelief. I'm just crazy enough to think there was a few days that went by before Jesus walked back in to Thomas. I believe if he would have actually believed, he may have gotten to see Jesus just a little sooner. That's just me. That's, that's just me thinking. But he had to have a revelation knowledge of who he was. Jesus was so intent on making sure people knew who he was. Why should it be any different today? He visited Thomas and he said, Thomas, put your fingers in my hands. Thrust your hand in my side. In other words, get on the inside of me, Thomas. Seek me, Thomas. Search me, Thomas. I reveal myself to you if you search me. I'll show myself to you if you desire me. We need to get on the inside of God. Stop living on the outsides and chasing all the attributes and the good things of God and start reaching on the inside of who He is. He told Peter, Who do men say that I am? Why was it so important? Who do men say that I am, Peter? He said, well, some say Jeremiah. Some say John the Baptist. Some say Isaiah. He said, but Peter, who do you say that I am? Watch the revelation. Thou art the Christ. Because a church could not be built on anything less than a revelation of who God actually is. Your relationship in Him is not built on a sure foundation unless you have built it on the revelation knowledge that He is Lord and He is God. Well, I've got the Holy Ghost. I've repented. I've been baptized. It's wonderful. It's great. You've been born again. Now open your eyes. To who he is. Now God can reveal himself to you because the spirit works within you. Some of us need to take another look at him. There was a blind man one time that Jesus touched. He made some mud, made some clay. Rubbed it in his eyes. He asked him, how do you see? see men as trees could that be how we are sometimes 
I can see. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. I, I can see a little bit of light. I've been baptized. Everything's not dark anymore. The cloud that was once there is, is somewhat relieved. I, I, I got a little bit of light. But that's not good enough. Light always precedes revelation. It always comes right before revelation. Some of us have been touched by God and there's no denying that we've been touched. You felt the presence of God. You felt the unction of the Holy Ghost. And that is to be commended. You have experienced the light. I saw the light. I saw the light. No more darkness. No more light. You've had an experience of God. But some of us need to have a divine revelation of who He is. Some of us need to come back and say, God, I've seen just a little bit. But God opened my eyes so that I can see you clearly. I believe that the first thing that that man seen when his eyes were touched the second time was the miracle worker. Not the people around him. You see, the Holy Ghost, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, repentance, uh, speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives you the utterance, the baptism in Jesus' name, those are all necessary. Them are all uh, manifestations of a touch of God. But some of us need to go beyond just a touch, and we need to have a revelation of who He is. It's not just about salvation. It's about my dress also. It's not just about speaking in tongues. It's about paying my tithes and giving offering. It's not just about coming to the house of God and finding myself a pew. But it's about worship. It's about giving God glory and honor. In the revelation knowledge of who He is. Don't be content. Don't be content in just taking a touch from the Lord. Some of us just need to look at Him again. Take another look at him. Take another look at him. Maybe that's how some of us are. We've seen him in part. We haven't seen him clearly. But Jesus doesn't want the man just to see him part. If he would have, he would have left. He wanted the man to see clearly. So he touched him again. Revelation, that's the light. But it's not stopping there. It's living right. It's walking right. It's talking right. It's doing the things that I know to do. It's, it's living by this word. It's, it's taking this word off our nightstand sometimes and maybe pushing the meal plate back a time or two and getting into the word of God. Revelation. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was made flesh. If you want to get in on the inside of Him, why don't you get on the inside of Him? Stop being content with just a touch. Stop being content with just a little bit of praise. Just a little shout. Just a little speaking in tongues. Matthew 16. Jesus. Verse 15, he said, Peter, whom say, who, he said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, bar Jonah for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father. 
see the miracles didn't reveal it. The walking on the water didn't reveal it. Only the revelation of the Father. It matters to God what you perceive Him as. Jesus had angels proclaim who He was. He had devils shouting who He was. He had John the Baptist proclaim who He was. He had a voice of God from heaven when He was baptized. It'll be all right. I'm going to try to hurry to a close. John 20. Twenty-four. Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with him when Jesus came. The other disciples before him said, said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. After eight days again, his disciples were within. And Thomas with them. Then came Jesus. Listen to this. The doors being shut. The doors being shut. And he stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. He didn't come for Peter. He didn't come for Andrew and John. He came for Thomas. He came for Thomas. He said, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand and thrust into my side, and be not faithless but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. What a revelation. When he got on the inside of God. the musicians come it's not until you get on the inside of him that you can experience the revelation knowledge that he is not only Lord but he is God and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book but these are, these are written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ and the Son of God and that believing ye might have life through His name. So He gave us signs and wonders so that we could believe. Till you get on the inside of him. Lord, I want to know you. I find, found myself this week in my little prayer closet. I knelt down. I got a little bench. That's a little sofa-like bench. Started praying, God, show me who you are. I don't want to just seek your hands. 
don't want to just seek the miracles. See, in Ephesians, he was talking to a church that had the truth. They were baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. They, had, they were doing signs and wonders. They had the, the gift ministry. But he said, I would have you, my, that my God in glory would give you the spirit of revelation. Who he is. But I was kneeling down and I was praying, God, reveal yourself to me. Show yourself to me. And I couldn't feel nothing. I thought, God, where are you at? I, I just can't feel you. So I prayed just a little bit more. God, I want to know you. Please, let me to know you. I didn't feel nothing. One thing. I have a little pillow that I put under my, my knees because it's a, a hardwood floor and I guess I'm just a big wimp, I guess. I took the pillow and I slid it out to the side. And I buried my face on that floor. I said, God, I'm not leaving here until you reveal yourself to me, till you show me who you are. And in just the smallest, little still small voice, he said, I'm here. But you haven't opened me. You can hold God hostage because you don't know Him. You can keep Him out of your finances. And you can keep Him out of the content of your heart not knowing him and I looked over and on my desk I had my Bible sitting there at a couple I said I'm sorry God I haven't opened you today you can't speak to me because I haven't opened you I got to reading and I felt compelled to go back and pray so I went and prayed some more he said, why do you just seek my hands and not my face? Am I not good enough for you? To know me, you're going to have to know me in the fellowship of my suffering. Not just the good times, not just things are going right. But the fellowship of his suffering. If you want to make it to this next world that's coming we better have a revelation of who he is these altars are open tonight if you feel thank you for listening if you would like more information about our services and activities you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter with the username facmc again that's facmc thank you and have a blessed day